Well, hey, and welcome back to the Voices of Social Change podcast. This is part two of this week's interview. So if you missed part one, I definitely recommend that you run back and catch that before you tune in here. I've split it up into parts to make it a little easier to listen to, but that also allows us to spend an entire week with one social entrepreneur. And so if you're just hitting this one, this is the podcast where we interview a new social entrepreneur every week, learn the tools of the trade. So part two of this interview coming right up. Well, hey, Change Nation, and welcome back to part two of this week's interview. We'll go ahead and get that started right away, like I mentioned in the intro. Hopefully, if you're tuning in today, you have caught part one, but part two can be a great way to listen in and just get some quick insights. That's where I ask a lot of questions about tools that they're using. And then lastly, I chime in and just go solo for the last 15 minutes and kind of give you my key takeaways. So if that's all you're wanting to grab, part two can be a good standalone piece, but I still would recommend you tune into part one at some point to learn the story story of this cause-based founder and the, and the company that they created. So that's that. And the only other thing I just want to kind of keep mentioning this, you'll hear me mention this quite a bit here over the next few weeks, is our cause-based shopping guide, the story of 50 businesses, 50 causes, 50 ways to shop and change the world. I've done this with a partner organization called causeartist.com. We came together to create this guide and designed it to be your roadmap as you navigate the world of social good and social good companies. You can get that totally for free. It's an electronic guide and cause artists, they are graphic design geniuses. (laughs) So they put together an absolutely beautiful guide. So definitely take a look at that. Uh, You can click into that. I have a few little banners up on my website. It says shop with a purpose, or there's another one that says social good shopping guide over on the right kind of bar. But the best way really is just go to socialgoodshopping.com. Again, that's socialgoodshopping.com. Com. And I'll be putting the, the links to this in the show notes so you can click into that. But that'll get you that guide and we'll get it sent your way and get you kind of plugged into this whole world. Again, that's totally for free. Our gift to you, something we created to help you navigate this space. Lastly, if you're not on the Social Change Nation newsletter, go ahead and sign on there. You can link up with that at socialchangenation.com. And it's just on the right, the newsletter sign up. I'm also going to start putting this in the link in all of our show notes. You can click right into the newsletter if you want, because that's really just the best way to keep in touch with everything that we have going on. We send you a weekly update on Fridays, and that will get you the latest happenings here at Social Change. And we'll get you some easy links to click into these podcasts and keep them organized from part one to part two to even our bonus podcast, which you'll (laughs) see a little bit about here coming up. But okay, without any further ado, let's get to part two of this week's interview. Hey, Change Nation, and we're back with Tito, the founder of Beyond Beanie. And what I want to do now is move right into part three of this interview where I want to ask, we've talked kind of generally about social entrepreneurship and especially about social entrepreneurship in Europe and a little bit about Beyond Beanie and how it operates. But this is where I want to get specific about the decisions that that Tito made so that we can hear his thought process and his strategies for developing his business and hopefully apply some of this directly 
into the ventures we're looking at, at starting up. So Tito, the first thing that I want to chat with you about are your channels. And we talked a little bit about this in part one, about how you had some difficulties bringing the beanies in from Bolivia into Switzerland, just from an importation kind of thing. So can you talk to us, because you and I mentioned, you and I talked, I've lived in Peru for, for a year, and that is something I've, I've kind of looked at too. And that was always something that, that stumped me was the, the customs and the importation just was a big complicated process. So how did you develop your channels to get the beanies into Switzerland? Or really, they can be bought anywhere in the world. So how, how do you get them where they need to be? Well, it, the first thing that we did was to talk to a to an expert, importation expert in Bolivia, who would give us advice first about what what are the products that actually can be taken out of Bolivia, because of course they, there's also I guess in every country some some products that are uh, I don't know you cannot take out, but in and in our case it was there was no issue because we just import products that are made of wool or alpaca wool. So there was no uh, legal issues in, in that sense, but then we were not really prepared to uh, to address what we wanted to. I mean, the, the 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 authorities here in Switzerland from for what we wanted to to bring in, and we were just uh, a little bit like trying just to do shipments, and we didn't know uh, how long it would take for them to go uh, for them to go through customs. So we had some delays there and then we were talking to the authorities that normally they say it takes let's say two to three weeks but at the end when, once you are actually doing it it takes like maybe six weeks so it things like this that I guess you cannot always prepare for and even though there's sometimes some rules that you you, you know that you can you can be followed you have to give yourself more time to to understand how things work and just just like have patience I guess uh, yeah, so that's something related to importation. And then now that we've, um, it's been 11 months since we started and we've done a few shipments, we're more prepared for everything and we're also uh, having some support also from our accountant who explain how things should be done and paperwork and everything. So everything's easier and smoother instead of the products have landed here in Europe and then we have to be contacted by customs and they tell us some document is missing and things like this. But I guess uh, you can always um, try to learn everything from the beginning. But I guess there's always things that you can keep on learning along the way. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you have to do a combination of both. You have to uh, go by what the books say, but then at the end you have to leave your own experience and try to make adjustments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's an important message. I mean, that's been true even just of, of things done domestically for me is you can definitely get paralysis by analysis if you try to learn every little detail. You, you, at some level, you do have to start. But at the same time, be aware that when you do start, there are just going to be things that you'll inevitably have to learn along the way. And you won't learn them if you don't start, but <laughs> you've also got to start to learn them. And so so that's important. What, what would you say to me, Tito, is, is the first thing, though, that I should try to do if I were wanting to bring in artisan goods from a different country into my home country? Well, uh, you should definitely try to contact your local authorities to try to see if there's any limitations on the products that you want to bring in and also to understand the tax structure that could be set up for the country from which you're bringing products from. 
because that's also something that we learned that for different countries they have different uh, different rules or different requirements. So I guess the first step, I mean, in our case, our first step was to go to a Bolivian authority, uh, but maybe the first step should have been for, for us to to go to my Swiss local authorities and ask them, hey, I want to get some products from from Bolivia and they're going to be this and this. How, how should I go about them? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's the first step. Go to your local customs authorities. I'm sure that uh, there will be there, there will be some kind of help. Okay. And then, you know, I know it'd be different in Switzerland, but in your case, was there was actually a customs office that you were able to go to, or how did you come across that information? Uh, well, if, if there's a lot of information available online to start with, but then I made a few phone calls and I just had some phone interviews with different people. And yeah, they were all quite friendly at the end. Of course, they're quite strict. Right. I guess that's that's their job, but uh, it's yeah they're they're quite friendly and they they're really supportive at least here for I mean for this kind of projects and also they really like this um, exchange of goods between uh, different countries so yeah it, would, it was no problem. Okay, got it. And then kind of shifting gears here, we, we've talked about some legal structures in Switzerland and just a little bit along those lines, but I wonder if you would talk to us more generally about social entrepreneurship in, in Europe. You know, I know some of the things that are going on in the UK, but what about just Europe as a whole? I don't know how much you know, but outside of Switzerland, you know, France and Germany, what, what would you say about social entrepreneurship in, in those countries? Do you, do you know much about that? Well, what I've been noticing a lot is that, uh, of course, there's a big movement in Europe that's, that's coming up, and I can see that it's more developing, I guess, in the northern countries, like, for example, Germany, uh, Scandinavia, UK. Not to say there's n- not such enterprises, let's say, in Italy, Greece, France, or Spain, but I guess uh, I've kind of noticed that there's more people that are starting these kind of companies in colder countries. And uh, also the other thing that I've noticed is that most of these uh, startups that I've been seeing here in Switzerland are not too, well, I guess they don't have so much exposure to what's been going in the U.S., but I think in the U.S. it's been, uh, I mean, maybe social companies that they have been around for longer but I've seen many of these startups trying to to launch and then they kind of don't launch but I guess it also has to do with the fact that many of these entrepreneurs they go from one idea to the next instead of trying to find one idea that they're truly motivated about and just just do it so yeah so just to recap one thing that I noticed was that uh, I guess in northern countries there's a bigger movement in terms of social entrepreneurship than in southern European countries. And secondly, that I've seen, I've talked to a few entrepreneurs here locally in Switzerland, but it's kind of like they're, they're trying to go from one idea to another instead of trying to focus on one idea. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a shame, but I guess it's also maybe because they they haven't had um, a true experience yet like I did in in, in Bolivia where you lived something and then that inspires you. 
Got it. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Cause like I said, that was an area I didn't know a ton about. So it's interesting to hear that perspective on it. The, the last piece that I want to, to chat through is my personal favorite piece of, of Beyond Beanie. And I think something that, that sets you apart, even from a lot of the social ventures I've, I've chatted with here in the U S and that's your stories. You have the, the profile of every one of your artisans online, you tell their story, you show a picture of them. And I think that's a really powerful part of it. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you literally then, isn't that, isn't that woven into the beanies and the, and the product somehow as well? Uh, yes. Uh, so every product that we make actually is signed by the person who made it. And this is something that my friend Patty really noticed how there was this big change in, in, attitude, smiles, and everything in the in the women who make them. I mean, actually, um, uh, they, they really take pride in what they're doing, and it's amazing that just by a signature, they, I mean, they put so much extra effort into what they're doing. And, of course, they feel even better once we are able to send back notes from people who say, thank you, I love what you, what you did. Or we've even had people that have already traveled to, they, they've been to Bolivia, and they've contacted my, my friend, say, hey, I bought a beanie from Beyond Beanie, and uh, it was made by Rosie, and is there any way I can meet Rosie? And yeah, of course, she, she makes everything possible for them to, to get together, and it's been just a unique experience both for the artisans and the consumer. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And, and so what, because like I said, I think that is something that, that, that makes you so unique and and it's it just got me thinking about all the different products we buy and that i think we had for the longest time we had a system that really it it was just get out the quickest and simplest product that you could and it it didn't really matter who made it or where it was made and now i think and especially millennials here in the u.s are shifting to where we really demand something different from our products we do want that story we want to understand how it was made where it was made that it was made responsibly and i think you've you've really tapped into that. Can you talk to us about, and I know you have lots of great stories, but can you talk to us uh, just, just about just one as an example uh, of, of one of the stories of one of the women, because I know they're all female artisans, one of the women that you've directly connected with, through, one of your female artisans, can you, can you share her story with us? Uh, yes, of course. There's uh, one artisan that's actually quite, uh, quite young. She's only 20 years old. And one party met with her. She was quite hopeless. Her name is Julie, by the way. So Julie, she was quite hopeless because she was actually trying to. She she had a a baby. She was abandoned by her by her partner, and she didn't know what to do about this, and it was quite complicated for her. But then, when she met Patty, she kind of uh, saw hope that somebody believed in her and somebody uh, could. A teacher uh, about things in life that would be different than what she had already learned and of course she also had some other dreams that she had put aside for example she wants she, she still wants to be um, an engineer and yeah so my, my friend Patty is doing the best to she can to for her to uh, to keep on dreaming uh, and living uh, the best she can and to provide for her for her child and she's also trying to do her best, my friend Patsy, so she can have some private tutoring from 
uh, someone who teaches her math and other things so she can eventually improve her math level and other areas that are of course important for someone to go into an engineering school but who knows I mean maybe someday she'll be <laughs> someone uh, who will be graduating from a big university with an engineering degree and it would be just amazing for me to see for example. Mm-hmm. And so what are the main ways then when, when one of your artisans works with Beyond Beanie, what are the main ways that their lives are, are impacted by that? It sounds like from some of the stories they were formerly selling a lot of these things on the street. So what, what changes when they link up with Beyond Beanie? Well, one thing that totally changes is that they no longer have to go to the streets to, to, to sell their products to make a living. What my friend's been doing is actually... She's trying to do the best she can so they can work from home, so they can actually uh, just uh, take care of their of their children uh, while still uh, make a make a living. So we're trying to first of all for them, if the ones who have children, to be at home and be stay home moms. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, to try to uh, educate them in different areas that we know that they need help. And also to uh, encourage their their family and everyone around them to to learn that she's actually working uh, for this project, which at the end not only impacts her lives, their lives, but also impacts the lives of other people that are also in Bolivia, which is the lives of uh, orphans, orphan children. So I mean. It's just such a huge cycle that we're trying to, to make and slowly we're, we're, we're getting there. And it's great to see all this change created just by a person who can make a beanie, who can sign it. And then she believes in herself and through her believing in herself, she can impact society. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love that. And, and I love your, your heart for that, that you're sharing with us here, Tito. And, and I think that, like I said, is, is such an incredibly important piece of your story and something that I want all of us to hear is this idea of weaving the story of those who create into your mission and, and, and into the, the product that you share with the world and, and, and that you're proud to share it. And I love that those stories are so predominant on your website and such a big part of, of what it is that you do. I think there is always a way to do that with, with any kind of a cause-based business. And I think it's just vitally important that we find a way to do that because that's really what this is all about, is, is, the, is the people that we serve, the lives that we change. And I, I love how you do that. And I think it's just a huge example for anyone starting in this space so great great stuff well perfect well we're going to go ahead and move into the last section here and and close ourselves out Uh, i'm going to do our rapid fire round here tito which is where i ask you a few quick questions and just give you the chance to share the resources you're using with us so that hopefully we can latch on to a few of them and start plugging them in right away as we're starting our own social ventures so you ready to rock with this Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. So let's see. What is an online resource you're using, like a Zendesk, that you think all social entrepreneurs should use? Well, I really like Evernote and Skype. They've been great for me to communicate and share ideas with people. Perfect. Two tools I use every day. We're, <laughs> we're chatting on Skype right now. That's how we're able to connect from Kansas City to Switzerland. <laughs> and uh, Evernote couldn't live without it. Just if you're not using Evernote right now, get on it. It's free. It will keep you organized. Great way of keeping your notes across all your devices, phone, computer, whatever. Evernote is awesome. Love it. Love that stuff. What's one piece of advice you'd give to an aspiring change agent? 
to believe in yourself if you if you believe in yourself i guess there's no stopping you perfect what about a favorite fun escape i love working out and for me it's just here going to uh, to lake geneva like to go for for a walk or to go run um, any any morning perfect and i hear you have a few mountains you can maybe climb in switzerland if you wanted Yes, it's quite a lot of bombs, actually. Yes. Quite a few, yeah. Well, perfect. What's a cause-based book that you think we should all read? I really like The um, uh, the Promise of a Pencil by Adam Brown. It's actually the the guy who started Pencils of Promise. I think it's very inspiring. It, it's an incredible book. It's That's really what inspired everything I do at, at Social Change Nation as well. So really can't emphasize that enough. You've heard me talk about that before on here, Change Nation. If you haven't picked that book up, pick that up. It's in my list of resources. It'll be in the show notes. If you haven't clicked in and gotten that book yet, just get it now, read it, and it will change your life and it will inspire you. And if it doesn't do those two things, then you might want to get yourself checked out. So good stuff. All right. Last question for you, Tito, before I let you close us out. What's the first thing that we can do right now to start changing the world? I think it would be to put your fears and doubts aside. They'll always be there, but just put them aside and start dreaming and doing and as simple as that. Terrific. Love it. Well, before we say goodbye here, Tito, I just want to give you the floor for these last bits here just to share anything else that you'd like with us at Change Nation. And then lastly, be sure to let us know how we can get connected with the great work you're doing at Beyond Beanie and how we could pick up a beanie or a poncho or any one of your accessories if we wanted to. Uh, yes, actually. Well, first of all, um, to I mean to to learn more about us, just connect. Uh, I mean, through our website, you can find the links to all our social networks, and the website is beyondbini.org. And yeah, through there you can order. We ship internationally, so no matter where you live, we can get a product to you. And the other thing that I'd like to share with you is that next month will we'll turn a year old. And for that, we have a few events scheduled in different cities here in around Europe, actually. So unfortunately, we don't have any events yet in the U.S., but if anyone listening to this is in Europe, you can just send us an email and we'll let you know where we are. We're still planning to, and we're still scheduling some final cities, but we're already here in Geneva, Zurich, St. Gallen in Switzerland, and in Germany we'll be in Berlin and Dusseldorf, and in Spain in Barcelona. So that's it for my side. Thanks so much for everything, Josh. Appreciate the time you gave us to share our story. Yeah, absolutely. And just real quick, Tito, if we want to follow you on Twitter, it's just at Beyond Beanie, right? Sorry, that's correct. At Beyond Beanie. Perfect. And we'll put that all in the show notes so people can click right into that. As as always, Change Nation, we'll have that right there for you. So, well, well Tito, on, on behalf of all of us over here at Social Change Nation and the Voices of Social Change podcast, I just want to thank you for your generosity with your time and your expertise here. I especially enjoyed hearing about what's going on with social entrepreneurship in Europe and just learning more about how you really share the stories and make the stories of the women and the people that you're serving in Bolivia such a central part of what you're doing at Beyond Beanie. So love that. Just want to thank you so much for for being with us here. And Change Nation, we will catch you next week with another great story from Voices of Social Change. Take care and keep it real.
My pleasure. Bye, Josh. Hey, Change Nation. Josh here again. Remember, I mentioned at the beginning, for those of us tuning in to the Voices of Social Change podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to check that out. This is something I personally recommend very strongly. If you want to be a leader, you have got to be a reader. And I have used Audible personally for a very long time. If you're listening to podcasts too, by the way, you're already pretty inclined to listening to audio content. I think audiobooks are a great thing. I've listened to hundreds of them over the years, and they've shaped a lot about what I do. And remember also that our book recommendation for today is Out of Poverty by Paul Pollock. Out of Poverty, Paul Pollock. He is an inspiring man, has literally lifted millions out of poverty and has kept humble and kept kind and has shared his wisdom and insight with a lot of change agents around the world. So if you want to get that audiobook or any one of the hundreds of thousands of other ones out there for free, go to audibletrial.com slash social change. Audibletrial.com slash social change for your free audiobook. All right, let's get back to it. 